Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jay here, Stratford Paddock. That's Joe Smith. This is the Paddock Podcast. Mm. And it's live, so that means you lot, yes, you lot, need to get involved in the chat and the comments. Joe, yeah. thanks for joining me. It's nice to finally get you on the channel. Thanks for having me on the vi- on the channel. It's nice to be on a video with you today, Jay. Yes, it is. Um, well, I presume, it is. I presume you're telling the truth. Um, we're going to get into lots of different topics. We're going to be talking about CR700. Yeah. Anthony Marshall. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Anthony Marshall. Um, McTominay suspended yeah. for Newcastle. So what does that mean? Um, and also, the obvious one, VAR. Yeah. The um, absolute disgrace that is VAR. The absolute festering pile of excrement yeah. that is video assisted referee something like that something. who cares what it stands yeah. for all i know is that it stands for bad decisions unfairness yeah ill-fated goals yeah ruled out shite yeah and there's loads right. of things that annoy me about yeah. var we'll get to we'll get into that in a minute i'm really pissed off actually do you know what really annoys me actually go on do you know last season when it was like oh we do um offsides to the millimeter and then everyone lost their mind and yeah. they went Actually, we'll just do them. Just do them less accurately. We'll just mean. We'll just let people be offside now. Yeah. Like they can't even make their mind up as to what VAR is for. Yeah. Is it to be accurate or is it to just go? No, oh, just play a picture and let the ref make his mind up. Well, he's already made his mind up. Yeah. This is why we have linesmen or uh, fourth officials. This is why we have referees because yeah. they watch the game. They get paid to watch the game. Very simple premise. They get paid to watch the game. If a foul happens, they blow the whistle. If yeah. they're offside, they blow the whistle. And now it's going, well, not only do they need to be there, they also need to have pictures. Yeah. Why are we even having a ref on the pitch then? Yeah. Like, we can't make our minds up whether we want it to be accurate or whether we want it to just be a laugh. And then... Yesterday, we'll get into it in a bit, just f- multiple different decisions going different ways depending on who the ref is. So it's not even an accuracy thing. It's just a, a guesswork bullshit thing. There's no consistency. That's the issue, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? If it rubbish. was all one sort of way, and that's how everyone stuck to it, I could live with it. Yeah. Even if you felt it was a bit unfair on you that on a particular occasion, you could say, well, at least it's consistent for everyone. Yeah. So had that been another team or if that applies to another team, it's all the same, but there's no consistency. So you're seeing 
one goal being given and then another goal not being given for the same set of circumstances. That's why people are rightly angry. We'll get into that soon. Uh, let's go back to the, 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 the start, though. Um, obviously, Manchester United beating Goodison, uh, beating Goodison, beating Everton at Goodison, uh, despite you know, the best efforts of the officials. Um, one downside to that victory was Scott McTominay picked up a very quick booking. I think it was about 40 seconds, wasn't it? Um, he's out of the Newcastle game. Yeah. So two things. Does that mean, obviously, I think so, that mm. Casemiro's in the yeah. Newcastle game? I mean, he did just get player of the match. And also, are you throwing McTominay into the Europa this week? Yeah, I think he might as well play in the Europa, hadn't he? I think yeah. he probably would have anyway. Um He's, he's going to play loads of games this season. I'm a little bit surprised at how little we've seen of Fred, to be honest, since Ten Hag came in. Um, McTominay makes sense now because he can't play at the weekend and Fred can. But, sorry, it seems like Fred's nowhere near the first team anymore. Yeah. When last season, most people would have agreed that, or it seemed like consensus was, that Fred had the better season of, of the two. Of yeah, oh, McTominay. he did. Um, yeah. And yet now, McTominay's you back up and arguably still in with a shout of being a first-team player, and Fred's not even getting off the bench anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at how low Fred has dropped in the pecking order. Do you think it's just his ball-playing ability or his ability to follow instructions? What, what is it? Because obviously, like we said, he's obviously got potential, and, and in a certain systems, he can look better than McTominay. And all of a sudden now... He can't get a game no matter what. It just, it seems very odd to me. Are you surprised that Fred's dropped off so much? A little bit, yeah, because I agree with what you said about uh, last season. I thought Fred played very well last season. He was probably one of the biggest bright sparks last yeah. season. I know it was low bar, but I think, you know, when you look at how poor we were, both towards the end of Ollie's reign and under Ralph Ragnick, Fred was someone who put in decent performances, you know, for, for both managers. And... I, I did expect him to, to feature a bit more this season. I'm just looking at the stats here. Yeah. I think he's played 160-odd minutes in the, the Premier League. Um, so, you know, he's had one minute. He had one minute against Southampton, 90 minutes against Liverpool, 40, um, 45 minutes against um, Brentford. He did play yeah. against... But he got, he got uh, subbed off at half-time against yeah. Brentford, didn't he? Um, and then, you know, 23 minutes against um, Arsenal mm. and 20 minutes against City. So, yeah, you're right. He didn't, he didn't get off the bench yesterday. No. He has become a little bit of the forgotten man. It's a long season, though. Um, you know, how many games can Eriksen start every week? Bruno seems to be a bit of a machine, to be fair to him. McTominay and, and Casemiro have, have, have sort of been sort of rotated a little bit. I do think he'll feature, but I do think you might have a point about can he carry out the instructions that Eric Ten Hag wants carrying out to the, mm. to the sort of the letter of, of the law, mm. if you will. McTominay surprised a lot of people, including myself, with just how well he recovered from that Brighton game to, to sort of be much, much better yeah. in the um, Liverpool game. He was out, I thought he was outstanding. And then carried that form through for Southampton and Leicester and, and, um, and Arsenal. Mm. Now Casemiro's coming in. And we always expected Casemiro to start games, didn't we, eventually? So it does seem like Fred is the sort of the third choice for that DM role. Which... Yeah, slightly surprising based off last season, but on the whole, you know, he's not a DM. No. I know McTominay isn't either, but, you know, he, he sort of, he forced the issue, didn't he, with his performances. I don't think Fred has forced anything with his performances this season when he's been given the chances. I know he's not had many, but when he has been given them. The problem with Fred is that most top teams don't have a position or a role for a player like Fred. Mm. It, name me a team that has a player in it that is a good tackler, good at pressing, 
but yeah. positionally is poor. Gets yeah. caught out of position a lot. Uh, his approach play uh, on the ball is below average. His yeah. passing is below average. Yeah. His ability to play the ball out from the back is below average. Yeah. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't really get assists. He's sort of like, I don't know, he's so specialised in what he does. Hard-working, hard-running, tackling player who doesn't really do anything else. Yeah. Um, and there's most top teams don't have a player like that. No. I think at least McTominay has those things and he can also win a header. Yeah. And he can shove someone out of the way. Um, and he gets he gets more goals than Fred as well. He can get sort of six, seven, eight goals a season. He can chip in from midfield. Um, but Fred doesn't really do any of that stuff. And I like him and his hard work stood out last season in a in a year where just trying hard put you above 90% of Man United's players. Yeah. Um, which is an embarrassing thing to say, but that's where we were. But now when you look at him, you think, what do you do better than anyone else in front of you on the pitch? You've probably got a better engine than McTominay. You can run more. Yeah. But it's a lot of it is... is he could. He wouldn't need to run as far if he was more focused and more targeted with his movements. He's, he seems a bit sort of headless chicken at times, doesn't he? And I think under a system like Ten Hag puts together, which is very specific, very detailed, very here's what you do, here's what you don't do. I think a player like Fred, who seems to lack sort of, I don't want to say football IQ, but that kind of in-game intelligence, I think maybe it's not really going to work and we're obviously seeing that, aren't we? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it, with Freddie? He's sort of so up and down with, mm. with the sort of the fan base a lot of the time. It was a time when everyone was like, he's just not good enough, why have we got him? Oh, this has been a disastrous signing. Then there's a time when he sort of won everyone over. We just, like you say, his hard work, his effort, the fact that he's always up for it. He's done it a couple of times, yeah. won people over and then gone back down and yeah. won people over He's again. very much a roller coaster, isn't it, with yeah. Fred and his, his relationship with the fan base. I think he's quite a popular figure now. Mm. Um, but it's like me and you were on the watch long um, yesterday and you're thinking you know when you've got to see a game out and you've got to keep possession and you've got to just not have basically any mistakes in that midfield really yeah. now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewellery only on BlueNile.com make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab grown diamond bands all hand finished and graded for excellence or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Can you trust him there? Can you bring him on for those last sort of 20 minutes and trust him to keep possession the way you want to? I'm not so sure because he can have a little bit of a, you know, he can have one carty where he gives yeah. the ball away a lot and, and you, you see that, oh, I'm sorry, guys, sort of thing. And it's a bit of a risk and, yeah. you know, probably a risk not, well, obviously not a risk a risk not worth taking uh, when you've got a one-goal lead at, at Goodison. But it's a long season and there's still, you know, uh, lots of uh, lots of games to play. He did start in Europa, didn't he, against Sociedad? Yeah. Maybe that got, went out against him a little bit because we lost that game. I don't know if, if Eric and I looked at that and thought, hmm, that's indicative of, of where he's at. Uh, it does seem a little bit harsh to, mm. to judge someone off 90 minutes against Sociedad. But I do expect him to feature this season. And I think that the fact that he knows Casemiro might go in his, his favour as well when there is a bit of rotation to be done, maybe Eric and I can look at it and go, do you know what? That's the Brazilian midfield there, or two thirds of it. I can give them a bit of a shout because, like we said, especially with Ericsson, I don't see Ericsson starting every game. No. He's been, been playing really well and he has played a lot of football. But I think sooner or later, you're going to have to start resting him. 
just when you get to even might even be you know might even be post World Cup to be honest with you, but it's going to happen, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So let us know in the comments in the chat what you think of Fred. Is he becoming the forgotten man? Do you want to see him in the team more often than not, uh, or do you think that the balance we've got in that midfield with Ericsson, with Bruno Fernandez, with Casemiro, or even with Scott McTominay has just shut the door for Fred's opportunities? Ryan Monaghan says Fred is good for the bench if we're ahead. Um, Danny Gray says, Brazil haven't even picked Jesus and he's been flying for Arsenal. Brazil are a good shout for the World Cup. Um, Santa Notch says, comparing what Fred can do with Scott is easy. Compare what he can do with Casemiro and Ericsson. Um, Choby02 says, Fred lacks awareness and discipline. Uh, Ross Murphy asks a question, can Fred play in an eight role? I think so. I think he can, but do we have anyone that plays there? Who's it? Ericsson would be the closest to that. Um, I suppose he, he is playing in an eight role, and I don't think he can pass well enough to play in an eight role. He worked a, somewhat under Ragnick in that role because it, it helped eliminate one of his weaknesses, which yeah. is receiving the ball from the defence, which is something he's not very good at at all. Yeah. Um, and playing slightly further at pitch, you don't have to do that. And also, you can press uh, more effectively if you're the one that's pressing, which in a number eight role, you're more likely to do than playing in front of the defence. But it's still... It, in that in that role, you're now expected to be a better passer, and you expect to expected to maybe have shots occasionally, play through balls, play uh, players in behind. Um, and unfortunately, he's not good enough at doing that. He's not good enough consistently to do that for me. Uh, when you compare him to like Bruno or Eriksen, who play more those sort of roles, I, don't, I think he's got one half of a decent number eight, but not the other half. And I think we have got players who have got both of those things now. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. Oli Astin says, we're starting to play with more positional discipline. Probably wouldn't put Fred in. Now, uh, do hit the like button. There's almost a thousand people like uh, watching, sorry. And we haven't even got to a hundred likes. That is a disgrace. Hit that like button. Let's get to 500 likes on this video, yeah? Manchester United are flying. Hit that like button. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got some messages for us, haven't you? I have, yeah. We're going to hear from our sponsor, Beer52. Uh, thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast. How does a free case of beer sound? To celebrate the beginning of the Ten Hag era at Manchester United, our good friends at Beer 52 are offering you a free case of eight delicious beers from the Netherlands. Simply go to beer52.com forward slash paddock and cover the mere £5.95 postage fee to get yourself a free case of Dutch beers now. Beer 52 is the biggest beer club in the world and every single month they send a fantastic case of beers from a different part of the world to their members. And the Double Dutch case will take you on a trip around some of the Netherlands' finest craft independent breweries. Try a double IPA from two chefs at a stunning 7.5% and Demolens up and top a beautifully easy going pale ale. On the dark side this month, there is Daily Grind, a session stout by Mersutel. And if dark beer is not your thing, then you can opt for the light case instead. And included is the ever insightful Ferment magazine, tasty snacks, and after all of that, if you're still not satisfied, you can simply pause or cancel your subscription at any time. So that's beer52.com forward slash paddock to get your free case of delicious beers. That is beer52.com forward slash paddock. Thank you to Beer52. Make sure you check out the link in the description as well. Um, let's talk about VAR, Jay. Let's get let's into this. It, let's, let's get into, get into, into this these, bullshit. You know, very amateur 
referees. Nice, really nice. V A R. Yeah, yeah. That works yeah, yeah. Many, in many ways. Yeah. Go on. Um, well, I was fuming yesterday. Yeah. And it sort of it took me a while to calm down because me and you were on the watch along mm. and I didn't speak for the last 10 minutes because I was convinced after Marcus's goal got disallowed they were going to get a late equaliser. I yeah. thought it was going to be something like Jordan Pickford in the 94th minute. Do you know what I mean? Just spooning one off the back of his head or something. Yeah. Um, and I was just, I couldn't sort of get over it. I was like, I can't believe this is this has happened. This is so annoying. It's just VAR not doing its job. And the reason that I was so angry was because not just that Marcus is, for me, a perfectly good goal got disallowed. If that's a letter of the law, fair enough. If you go, right, if it touches your hand, and apparently this is the rules, right? Yeah. So if it touches your hand and it's accidental, and then you score, it's not a goal. It's disallowed. Yeah. If it touches your hand accidentally, and then you lay it off to someone who scores, that can count. Yeah. Apparently the rules are, and I think Laurie Whitwell tweeted about this. I just had that up on my, on my phone there. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the goal scorer can't handball it, mm -hmm. but he can pass it to someone, which sounds a bit of a nonsense. The issue is, with all that being said, right, which is fine, that's the rules, I get it. You might not agree with the rules, but at least if everyone's got a level playing field, you can you can understand it. We saw Mikhail Antonio have a goal earlier that day mm -hmm. where his handball was far more flagrant. And, you can literally see it on the background yeah, there, look. Yeah, look like, it, you know, it was a much bigger handball, mm -hmm. if you will, than the one that Marcus Rashford did. And his goal stood. Mm. And we've also, you know, you've got a picture there of, I think it's Gabriel, it hit his hand, there's no penalty. There's no consistency there. Yeah. So you're not going, if you were going right, well, these are the rules, so you might not like it, and it might have robbed Marcus of what should have been a goal, but those are the rules. Mm. I'll, I get it. I'll understand it. But what we're seeing is these rules not being enforced in some games and being enforced in others. Now, if you've got a referee on a pitch, I can, I can again, I can get it if he misses things. Mm. He's only humoured. There's a lot going on. If he doesn't see something, he doesn't see it. You know what I mean? That's been happening since the dawn of time when it comes to football. However, if you've got a guy watching a video and he sees that and he sees a replay and he sees another replay mm. and he goes over and over and over it and then he goes, on one game, in one game, yeah, I'm going to give it. And in another game, you've got another referee goes, actually, that's not a goal because yeah. he's handballed it. That's the, that's the problem. That's where people get the backs up because there's just no consistency. And that's why... Yet again, and this isn't the first time this has happened this season. After the, the round of fixtures, and it's not just one game, it's after the round of fixtures, we're talking about VAR. Hmm. And we're not singing its praises and going, oh, hasn't VAR cleared up a load of mess this weekend? Has we're that ever happened? No. So this is like the, the Brexit of football decisions, VAR. Yeah. It's like you, people say, oh, it's not the, it's not the policy, it's not the, the system, it's the people using it. And it, but it's like, but it's always going to be people using it. Yeah. Unless we invent another machine that controls VAR to make VAR work perfectly, then there's always going to be a person in a control room double checking the video assisted referee. Like, it's only a video assistant. There's still a referee that's looking at it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's always a human element to this. Yeah, of course. So you can't say it's just, it's not the system, it's, it, it's not the system, it's the way it's being implemented. Well, there's always going to be a person that can then make a mistake on the video they're seeing. So that is, those two things are permanently intertwined. So you can't take that away as like, well, it's just the way it's being used. That is VAR. That is what the system is. Yeah. So yes, there's a person that's interpreting it badly, but that's always going to be the case until we get to a point where the, f the whole thing is automated and the ref just gets a thing on his wrist like he does with the goal going, uh, ball going over like the line. Hawkeye. Goal or no goal. 
Did it touch his hand a fraction of a centimetre for half a second or a millisecond? Yes or no? And if it did, it's no goal. If it didn't, it's not. But until then, we're going to get situations like this where Mikel Antonio handballs it much more blatantly than Marcus Rashford did, and the goal is given. And then four hours later, Marcus Rashford, the ball flicks against his arm in a much more accidental, less obvious, hands in a natural position way, and the goal isn't given. And it's this whole, and, and, and I'm sick of that, like, well, you know, once they sort it, it'll be all right. But when are they going to sort it? Yeah. We've what, had what are they waiting what, for? We've had six years of football where the, where the experience of being a fan has got worse because of a supposed benefit to the game. If it was the case that, you know, no referees were taking the qualifications anymore and we had to bring a video ref in because humans didn't exist, <laughs> I'd go, right, fair enough, there's no alternative. But we've, we've got more referees than ever now because three of them are sat in a fucking lorry somewhere. Yeah. Like, th there are enough referees to do what refereeing is, which is watching the game in real time and reacting accordingly. Mistakes are part of football. But let's not have this rigmarole where we go to the assistant referee, we go to the camera, we go to the screen, and then we still get it wrong. What is the point? Yeah. You can't celebrate goals. You have two half celebrations now. One when the ball goes in, but you go, no, it wasn't some, they'll find some fucking reason why it wasn't a goal. Yeah. And then you have the second half of your celebration two minutes later when they decide that the goal was actually given. It, it has ruined a fundamental aspect of football, which is enjoying goals. That's what football is. That's all football is. Hoping your team scores and celebrating when they do. And now you can't do that properly. How is that better? How has that improved things? I still, no one's come to me and said, well, this has got way better. There's still mistakes. It's still shit. There's no difference except now good goals like that are being disallowed for no reason. And also, sorry to keep going no, on, go on, but the idea that you can have one set of handball rules for goals and one set of handball rules for defending Handball is handball. The reason the handball rule exists is to stop people purposely using their hands to get the ball in a position they want it to be. If it's accidental, it shouldn't be handball, regardless of who it is, whether it's in front of goal, whether you were the last person to touch it. You're adding nuance and, and sort of thought and, 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 and layers to what is a fundamental rule of the game. Don't fucking use your hands. And if you do, it's a foul. If you do it on purpose, it's a foul. I can't, how can it be that you, you're allowed to handball it as long as you pass it before the ball goes in? You can handball it then, but if it's you that handballs it and then you score, then, then that's, no, that's no goal. That doesn't make any sense. The whole thing is fundamentally shit, and it's not made football any better. Tell me one way it's made football better. Honestly. No, as in, I mean... Refs are slightly less embarrassed less often. Who cares? I, you know, I, I hate... Look, the one thing that I hate about VAR is like you were saying there earlier about the, the, the sort of diluting the celebration. And there's loads of comments in that. And there's a, we've got a poll. Um, have we got a poll there? Sorry, I can't re see. Would you ask VAR? Uh, is the poll um, straight in already? 55% and saying yes. So that's on our, um, you can see that in the chat. Um, I go back to sort of, I remember a few years ago when we beat Chelsea 4-0. And VAR had come in and, and there was these things of, of, of every goal was being checked and all mm. that. I remember Marcus had scored, I think he scored a goal. It might have been his second goal that day, I can't remember. But he scored one goal where he's through and he was easily onside. But I remember holding back my celebrations, I thought he might be offside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't want to look like a proper knob going, going berserk. 
not that you know I can celebrate a goal, but mm. I was sort of waiting for the always the VAR. You don't want to feel yeah. destroyed by yeah. it. Yeah. And then when I looked back, when I got home and the replay and everything, realized he was well on side. There wasn't yeah. even a, but at the time, because you're at the game and you, you know what I mean, you haven't got the benefit of replay or whatever. I just remember thinking, this is just spoiling the, the enjoyment. It's making you not celebrate goals like the way you should. You know, you celebrate some goals that that are then being disallowed. I and mean, we all laughed, didn't we, at the, the City one, wasn't it, in the yeah, Champions League in Spurs? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When they were all going berserk and they thought, you know, and it is it is funny because it's City. But when that's going on and you're thinking, you know, is this what football's about now? We just sort of, you know, wrecking the, the enjoyment factor of it. Are we just creating controversy mm -hmm. where you don't need it? And we've seen it a few times this season. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Was it the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge where... Was it West Ham? Mm. The goal that was that was disallowed for the foul um, on the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, loads of controversy there and people arguing about it. Uh, me and Ethan, producer Ethan, who's a Newcastle fan, we were talking about, was it the goal, Ethan, you, you were talking this morning? Which goal was it? The goal you said someone pushed someone? Willock, Willock yeah. Willock got pushed into the goalkeeper or something and um, a goal got disallowed because of that. Um like just more con every week there's controversy there's yeah. point I'm getting to there's always something because of VAR where you're going oh that's not right or that's inconsistent or the referee or they've got that one wrong and you know if it was just the ref on the pitch you could understand it yeah. and you could go ah, you know he missed it or he didn't see it or do you know what I mean he hasn't got the benefit of 75 replays when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we're not seeing that. We're seeing someone like you saying a truck who has got replays, who has got these these disability. We saw it not long ago. Was it the Van Dyke foul in the uh, Merseyside derby? Studs on someone's leg, mm. not red card. And then you go forward to the North London derby, I think mm. it was. Yeah, uh, Emerson Royal. Royal, a foul, almost identical scenario. Studs on someone's leg, mm. red card. What what's going on there? These are the decisions where you go. Well, why is VAR stepping in and going? that's a red card and not stepping in on that one or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That is the issue I've got with it. It's, well, there's two issues. There's the celebration factor, it's ruining it. Yeah. And there's also the inconsistency. And little things that, that annoy me with, with VAR uh, just really wind me up. And it's like the, the, the whole, you know, slowing it down as well. When you're watching it and it, let's slow it down, this angle and that angle and yeah. slowing it down. Do you know what I mean? Frame by frame by frame. Yeah, and, like, and, and, I don't that think... makes it look worse. I mean, just watch it. Yeah. Watch it in real time. Because you're a ref, yeah. watch it in real time and make your decision there. Yeah. Is that a foul? I don't, and also, I don't think that you, we can underestimate how important it is that we are losing that ability to celebrate a goal. Because obviously, winning titles is great and you look back on trophies and you look back on you know the, the sort of numbers in the bank account of a, of a club of you know M Man City may well have won a Champions League uh, if that Sterling goal wasn't ruled out they may well have, have, have won that, that that year yeah obviously Liverpool beat uh, Tottenham in the final but more than like what trophies you've won it's the memories of goals it's the it's the celebrations the single the sort of the peaks the excitement the explosion inside you when a goal goes in that is a better feeling that is a more sort of aggressive happiness yeah. than you get, you know, going through the, the, 
the the trophy room on the Man United tour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the individual moment of a goal going in is what football is. That's yeah. the whole point of it. It's meant to be something that is enjoyed. It's not meant to be a mathematical equation that you know relies on minute upon minute of review and analysis and and and, and checks and and this and that. It's meant to be goals going in the back of the net, celebrating them, and then whoever wins, that's your weekend. I'll, I'll tell you now for as the well. Rest of the day. It, it's not about like maths. No, and that's what no. VAR brings it to. Ninety-nine don't happen with VAR. I'll tell you why. Not that Teddy's offside. Teddy scores his equaliser, and then we go to VAR, yeah. and we spend 10 minutes with lines yeah. going over, is he onside and is he not? Yeah. And then we may as well, we may come to the conclusion he's onside, but by that 10 minute time it's taken for him to look at it about yeah. 1,500 times since the Champions League final, and we saw what they did with Liverpool and Real Madrid in the Champions League final when they were checking the goal last season. The momentum's gone, and you yeah. ain't getting all these winner. No. Do you know what I mean? It goes to extra that time. Immediate, that 30 seconds to two minutes. Where they're shell just, shots. We're just flooding yeah, on them again. They're shell and shots. You get the next corner. Panicking, and we get the next corner That's and score. I'm Sammy Kefir's on the floor crying his eyes out, and I'm buzzing. Yeah. You don't know how these things affect football matches, but stopping them, slowing them down, replaying them. Like, I think yesterday, one of the big reasons United gave away so much pressure in the last 10 minutes is because that goal was disallowed. It ended up feeling like. Everton have scored. Do you know what I mean? It's gone from basically 3-1, which is what it was when Rashford put the ball in the back of the net, to essentially 3-2. Because yeah. it's back to one goal again. We've had a good goal, and actually now it's back to one goal in the league. Yeah. It felt like Everton had scored, not we'd had one ruled out. Yeah. And that changes momentum of games. I just, like I said, if anyone has a, like a, a, a th anything that you think VAR has improved or made better or more enjoyable about football, let me know because I'm yet to see it. This theoretical improvement of, on accuracy is absolutely irrelevant in comparison to how much it makes football less enjoyable. The crucial moments of football are becoming less enjoyable because of VAR. That is not worth, uh, draw the line on, yeah, it was offside. Not worth it. No. Not worth the accuracy for me. I'd rather mistakes and fun than accuracy and just sterile shit. No, I agree. I'll uh, get in some of the comments. Loads of comments in this, as you'd expect. Uh, Juan, Juan Martinez, who's been a member of the Academy for 23 months, says VAR is working as intended. There's presidents for refs making calls to benefit the TV nar narrative. Watch Untold Operation Flagrant Foul. Um, also in the Super Chat, Happy says, uh, maybe because nowadays the money factor is bigger. Great to see you lads up the paddock. Um... Oh, Juan Martinez also says that that thing he's said he's on uh, Netflix. Uh, Abinav Kanagat, who's been a member of the Academy for 18 months, says, agree with almost everything you're saying, but like in cricket, given a little more time, it should become less intrusive and more accurate, hopefully. The weird thing with that is, though, after the Euros, everyone was all right with VAR. The way the Euros dealt with, uh, the way VAR was implemented in the Euros was actually quite quick. You know, when you're watching it, they made decisions swiftly and there wasn't really any drama. Because people are like, okay, they've made a decision, they've done it like within 30 seconds. Yeah. You've not stopped the game for five minutes while everyone debates and th cools down and then loses momentum. It's like, that's a decision, we've checked it, yep, go. And then we went back into the Premier League and it, it's like all that went out the window. And we had these five minute sort of, you know, decisions or whatever it was, where it took ages. And it's like, that is another annoying factor as well. It's not just the, the, the fact, the inconsistency. It's not just like you say with the mathematics and all that. It's just the length of time it takes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's taking so long 
to, to, to come up with these decisions. And in some cases, you're coming up with a decision, you're not even overturning anything. You're just taking ages to go, yeah, okay. Well, that's the thing with the, like you mentioned with the 99 final. They would have looked at Teddy Sheringham, he's yeah. onside. Yeah. Let's take, you know, 90 seconds to look at it. Yeah, goal allowed. We all celebrate again. Brilliant. But now that's 90 seconds for the Bayern Munich team to have a drink, for yeah. the coach just to shout just on and calm them all down. Back, sit back, get the ball, pass it, you know. And yeah. instead, we, what happened in real life is yeah. this sort of snowball effect of United just pouring the pressure yeah. on. Bayern Munich had no chance to react and to uh, sort of get their shit together. And we get the second corner and we, and we score the winner. But that's the thing. We don't see the goals or the moments or the tides turned that that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for VAR. Like no. I'm saying yesterday, I, I think United would have been much more comfortable in that game if Rashford's goal hadn't been ruled out. Amar Vich says, they have got the offsides right. Uh, mistakes are not fun when Drogba was offside and won the league at OT, was it? Listen, you can go back to Porto as well. You know, Paul Scholes was... was Onside and it was given as offside. Yeah, you know that would have you know VAR. Yeah, and I think if Dan, would Dan have Fletcher wouldn't have been suspended in in twenty ten. Yeah, VAR would have looked at that. It's not a foul. Yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? But you, uh, honestly, even listing the ones where we've li literally may well have lost it on Champions Leagues, I'd still prefer that. Yeah, give me that any day where we're talking about wrong decisions where you know these things happen against Man United. I know that when there's no VAR, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And this whole thing of it evens out over a season, I don't even agree with that. Sometimes you lose the league or you lose the Champions League because of a bad decision and you never get the repayment of that decision later on in the season. Sometimes you just have a bad season and it's unfair, but I'd still prefer that over this one element of the sport being like overly analytical on the, like, the rest of the game is players making mistakes constantly, managers making mistakes constantly, weather changing, everything's changeable. And then all of a sudden you've got this organic flowing football experience. And then one element of the sport, the refing, is like there's a robot refereeing these get these humans. Yeah. What's happened? Like, why is this part of the sport held to such a high standard? We might as well just watch f games of FIFA. Yeah. where every decision is automated and the players are automated and there's never a mistake and every pass is an A button and the ball goes to the player you want it to. Because it's just uh, adding an unnecessary element of statistical accuracy to a game that isn't meant to be like that. No. It's meant to be, kick the ball around, try and get it in the back of the net. Yeah. And then we're going, right, let's get the laser eye out. Like you saw it as well, didn't you? Last, last season, was it City at Everton? Was it Laporte with his handball? Yeah. And that got analysed. And oh, is it his sleeve? And is it this? And then, and uh, you know, all yeah. the, and then Lampard saying, I think they, didn't they admit they got it wrong or whatever? Or there was yeah. one where they got it wrong. Um, I think there's happened with us. Was it Sheffield United one where? Yeah, where De Gea got bullied out the way. And then they, 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 they sort of admitted that the, the goal shouldn't have stood and the, go the goal for Martial should have stood. That there was, and you think, like, that cost us the game. And it's like, mm -hmm. you can't even implement these things. This is meant to be so scientific. And it's just not. It's just. It's almost like you're making it up as you go along. Uh, Mid-Toker, Marius says, it would be better if each team was able to call for one or two VAR during the game if they feel the ref made a wrong decision. Ross Murphy, Murphy who's been a member of the Academy for 26 months and also does all our... Um, he monitors all our social... Uh, not our social, sorry, all the comments for us. Um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking Moderate. for? Moderator, thank you. He moderates and I couldn't remember the word. Yeah. I said monitors, didn't I? Sorry. Um, yeah, he says, if we get rid of VAR, then it would back to football managers whining in press conferences. I feel like we need former footballers working VAR. 
I don't know about that, Ross. Have you, you seen some of the football, former footballers yeah. you know, on social media, some of the comments they come out with? Yeah, exactly. The uh, analysis of, of, of former footballers. In the studio, it's always, no, I think that should have been a penalty. No, that wasn't ever a penalty. All right, which one of them two are you putting in the box? Probably just the... the it, the, imagine the sort of former footballer that would volunteer to now be a ref. The absolute, it's all about me football, isn't it? Steven Gerrard, smart. Michael Owen. <laughs> Straight in the booth. Do you know what I mean? He would. And you're going, oh yeah, we should get former humans to do it rather than former footballers because this is no better. I don't know. Just, just fucking get rid of it. The Dash says United want to bring Howard Webb back so they can win trophies again. This is one of the biggest myths in football, you know, the Howard, Howard Webb thing. Yeah. He, never, he was never Mr. Pro Manchester United. And certainly when he got accused of it, it worked the other way, that he was very anti-United. Some of the decisions Howard Webb gave, especially after Fergie's side, were absolutely <coughs> shocking. Yeah. Honestly, I, it's, I just think that people got carried away. It was like the, the sort of the birth of the memes and all that, wasn't it? So you mm -hmm. had him in a, in a United top doing the rounds and everyone loved all that. Do you know what but they yeah, should I do? I thought it was a load of nonsense. Do you like. know what they should do? Sell all the VAR equipment to whatever, the yeah. championship or whenever that's going to get implemented there. Yeah. And spend that money that we spend every year on VAR, on the cameras, on the licenses, on the lines, on the technology, all that. Give that to the refs. Pay refs more money. Right. Make refs... I know, obviously, this is a, a ridiculous amount of money that is well above anyone that I know. Yeah. Give refs 200 grand a year. Right. Make them... Fuck, you, you know, you, you become a ref and you're fucking well off. Yeah. I know they earn good money now, but make them earn really good money. Yeah. 200 grand a year is less... Is, is a 52... Is a 52th of what Marcus Rashford earns in a year. Do you know what I mean? That's what he earns in a week. Give that to a ref for a year... And, and, and in 10 years' time, you will see the standard of refereeing go up massively. Do you know what we did with, like, St. James's Park? And then we won the Euros at the under-19s, we won the World Cup at the under-17s. And then what do you know? We're in a World Cup semi-final. We're yeah. in a World Cup uh, Euros final. Because he invested in the future and the, and the sort of the grassroots version of, of that thing. Yeah. Do that with refereeing. Don't just add robo-ref to come save these shit refs. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we're no good. We keep making mistakes. Robo-ref to the rescue, where we draw lines on the pitch for you. Robo-ref says no goal. Thanks, Robo-ref. Why, why is that the way out? Make refs better. Well, let's save them with a robotic superhero ref. VAR, thanks. You've saved the city again. It's fucking shit. How is that? Make refs be better at refing. Make refs better, eh? Honestly. Make America great again. Um, Colin Wilmot, who's been a member of the academy for 30 months, says, VAR is toilet. Football is football. It's almost like the rules change at elite level. Football should be the same, whether at grassroots or not. Um, I, I understand that. I used to make me laugh when they used to say, like, you know what I mean? used to make me laugh with refs. is like, a ref would have a stinker in the mm. Premier League. And they go, right, he's down in the championship now. We've relegated him. Yeah. So like they can have him then because yeah. he's so bad. Hey, you, and it's know, not like the championship games matter. No. You know yeah. what I mean? Let like, him play in let the him, children's let, league. Yeah, let him, you know, decide who's going to go up or get promoted. That doesn't matter, does it? No. To the Premier League. That's just maybe the difference between a club existing in the future and not existing anymore. Yeah. Let's just get this guy who's not up to the job to referee those games. Yeah, and that. if he sorts his life out, we'll, we'll, we'll let him back into the football that matters. Yeah. It's like, how is that all right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're either not fit to be a ref or you are. Yeah. Do you, you know 
I mean, not a, like a championship full of sulking bad referees who are go, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's terrible. Yeah. So now he's doing Preston versus Rotherham rather than United versus City or whatever. It's like, what even is that? How was that a thing? Like the teams are. Hello, that's I got it. Get it down to the championship. Yeah. Well, it's you know, I got promoted up from League One, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not a very good ref. That's but like, I'm in the championship now. Hopefully, I'll, I'll stay here. I can't believe they used to do that. Are they still? Do they still do it? I think so. That's mad. That. I know. To just say to like, not just to say to the ref, you're, you know, you're not good enough for you going down. To the clubs, we don't care about you enough to, to give you the good refs. Do you know what I mean? Like, surely if you build work your way up, even if you have a stinky, you still stay at that level. Do you know what I mean? Or like, or just don't, don't ref anymore. Or they suspend you from refing because you're not know up to it. Not, we're going to give you championship games. Punishment. Yeah, it's so bizarre that they used to do that. Um, should we move on from VAR before we uh, run out of time as well? Uh, Martial. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm going to talk about, it's a tale of two strikers. Cristiano mm. and Anthony. Mm. Uh, we'll start with Anthony Martial. Before the game yesterday, there was rumours, innuendos, reports, stories, mm-hmm. yeah, that hearsay. Um, hearsay, that he'd hurt himself in the warm-up. He was holding his hip. Um, he did start the game, moving gingerly, shall we say, a little bit, yeah? Yeah. Um, didn't have the mobility you'd expect him and came off for 28 minutes, despite getting an, an assist that hastened to add. Um, very frustrating from this season. What are you smoking at? I just love the word gingerly. Gingerly. Uh, how is that? Uh, where's that from? He's. I, I, I just commentators love that. He's got up again. He has got up, albeit a little bit, a little bit gingerly. He's moving. He's moving gingerly there. Yeah. Uh, something's clearly yeah. going. Yeah. Um, as, as as similar to the ginger root that we all know and love. Yes. That, what, how has that been the comparison? I I Quite think gingerly. I think it's because of uh, the game knockdown ginger. Yeah. He's moving very cinnamonly. Yes. Yeah, this is not good. This guy, he's... Yeah, there's a... T- he's moving a little bit corianderly there. I'm not sure what's happened, but... Mm, we want him getting back up to moving past Lily. <laughs> you said it, my friend. So he's moving gingerly. He's moving gingerly. Um, which is frustrating, not the, the gingerly part, but no. the fact that he's now played about... And I can Google it, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to guess. About him, 100 minutes this season. Yeah, because we want him In moving, the Premier League, anyway. We want him to be moving, you know, Chinese five spicily. Yes. Don't we? Up here. Yes. Um, but, yeah, he's, in, he's been injured three times this season already, and we've played eight Premier League games. He got injured just, like, as the season began. He got injured during the Liverpool game, and now he's been injured again, um, well, before the... Uh, the uh, the Everton game and then obviously taken off he's inside well, of it. I nearly got nailed that then. He's, he's played 100 minutes, 105 minutes in the Premier League. He's played 29 minutes in the Europa League. He's played 134 minutes in total uh, for Manchester United this, this season. Four games, three goals, two assists. So he's played his part when he's been on the pitch. It's incredible, isn't it? So he's got five goal contributions in 139 minutes. Yeah. That's but it's, you know, it's like the opposite of two seasons ago when he played about 20 games and had similar numbers. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a shame, man. What do you do with your eight tonight? I don't, don't know. Because you've got this player who, when he plays, he's great, but yeah. he's playing one out of every four games for you. And he can't, you can't rely on him. You can't, 
like you can't say Anthony Martial leaves the line for my club. No, because he doesn't. No. I want him to. I do. I think him, him, Anthony, and uh, Marcus. I think will be a great combo. But he's not fit. He has to decide whether he wants to go with the Rashford up top thing that he's been trying as well, yeah. or whether he, he, I wouldn't say caves and because I think that's not unfair for Ronaldo, but clearly goes with this with an option that he doesn't want, which is Cristiano Ronaldo, and goes right. You're my striker for the season now. Yeah. Let's try and make this work the best we can because it did work yesterday. I thought Ronaldo looked good, um, but then you compare that against Demonia and I thought Ronaldo's finishing looked poor. He couldn't make space for himself. His touch wasn't there. So he's got a difficult situation now. He needs to have a word with Martial and obviously not say don't get injured, but to say we need to do something different here because this is the work. You know, he's never been this unfit or you know this injury prone. He always had an injury in him or two weeks here or there, and you know a couple of a couple of games missed here and there. But not like he just can't play anymore. Like he's physically fallen apart. Do you think the last two years of not playing much football? It, and then now expecting to the, to play this sort of really high pressing, high intensity stuff under Ten Hag, you think his body's just going? I can't deal with this at the moment. Um, possibly, it, it is weird that he's been injured so much so early. So many different little injuries as well. It's not like if he'd had one injury, that, like the Atletico game where he picked that up, yeah, um, and that's what's carried him through all this time. Then you say okay, but it does feel like a little bit of a you know it's one thing, then it's another. Um, just looking back here. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he's missed a few games, but he, he doesn't seem to miss long periods. Yeah. Looking over his, his injury record over the last sort of, just over the last, I've got it about the last three or four years here. It's like seven days here, two days here, three days here, three days here, 14 days was, was a couple of seasons ago, nine days, six days, one day, two days, two days. Yeah. So it's not, he's not a guy who's like, you know, like Pogba would miss two months, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd miss all three months. Or like Harry Kane. Yeah, where he'd be out for, you know, say Chunks. from, yeah you know, January to March or whatever, and you're like, we need him and we've missed him for the yep. business bit of the season. Um, whereas with Andy uh, Marshall, it's just these little niggles almost, but there's just been so frequent this season. And I really do feel for uh, for Eric Ten Hag. I'm getting some of the comments, then we'll move on to Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. uh, Itchy Langer, welcome to the Academy. Thanks for your support. He's also put a super chat in saying, why does TMA work so well for rugby, but VAR is cat? Um, good because question. rugby and cricket and tennis... Yeah. the sports where it works so well, they're turn-based games. They yeah. are games that stop and start in their, by their very nature. They're play-based and turn-based. Football, theoretically, you know, the ball could not go out for 90 minutes. Yeah. There could be no stoppages for 45 minutes at a time, and that would still be a game of football. Yeah. Tennis, cricket, rugby, it's plays, it's stop-start, that's how the game goes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it doesn't seem as weird for there to be slightly longer between balls being bowled in a game of cricket because there's already 40 seconds between balls being bowled anyway. In football, it's meant to be fast, immediate, non-stop action and then you're putting stoppages in there and it stands out. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, some people just getting into the um, the, the sort of the, the comments about um, Martial. Kyle Beggs says Martial's made a glass. Key Buckley says Achilles is a career, career ender. Um... Montan R6 says we'll have to start calling him sick note. Um, listen, it, you know, it's unfortunate what's happening with Anthony Marshall. Hopefully we can get a bit of, you know, consistency from him in terms of his availability. Ronaldo obviously stepped up at the weekend. Mm -hmm. 700 goals, club goals now. Too many. It's too many, isn't it? Stop yeah. it. Pack I think it they should take a few off him. Really? Yeah, because seven, like when you think of some of the great strikers, yeah, like Ruud van Nistelrooy or, yeah. you know, Louis Saha, 
Yeah. Can't you just give 100 goals to both of them? Give Luis Aho 100 goals. That's fair. Do you know what I mean? Give Marcus Rashford 50 goals. Why? Do you know what, when you, one of your mates win the lottery yeah. and everyone's like, you've won fucking 300 million quid, you're not going to give me a million quid. That's Ronaldo. Why are you hoarding all these goals? Why not give me a new one each? Yeah. He won't that, miss it. That's what I'm saying. You've got 700 league goals. Yeah. 700 club goals. Club goals. Yeah. You can't give me and Jay one. Imagine like we just had a goal each. Do you know what I mean? That'd be mint, that. Like, you look at Man United's top goal scorers, scroll all the way down, next page, scroll, yeah, yeah just, you know, yeah. it says Keep last. Keep going. Just click last. Keep going, yeah. Joe Smith, Jay Motti, one yeah. each. When? Don't matter. Yeah. Imagine that. What game was it? I can't remember now, which, I think it was against Blackburn in 2001. Imagine that. We got given one of Ronaldo's hey. goals. That, that would be mint, that, wouldn't it? And why like do us and Josh Harrop yeah. in the same like little bracket like, there. People always say, like, we don't need billionaires. Billi you know, yeah. let's not have billionaires. Jeff Bezos yeah. is worth 200 billion quid. Yeah. Give some to charity. Yeah. Ronaldo, you've got 800 goals, yeah. including internationals. Yeah. Give a few away. This Can't is what I mean. you give one of them goals to charity? Yeah. You don't yeah. think someone at Make-A-Wish Foundation would like to have a hat-trick for Manchester United? Give them the one against Tottenham last season. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, with all that being yeah. said, James Barry says, uh, change VAR to manager having three chances to appeal decision uh, in a game. Um, what's your, who's your Wally of the Week? My Wally of the Week. I mean, it's, it'd be silly not to go with VAR now, wouldn't it? Yeah. After the whole s scenario yesterday. So I'm going to go VAR, just making football less enjoyable. And, I you know, if, that's, if that is the tagline for VAR, I can't see a reason to keep it. Making football less enjoyable. Making Great. football less enjoyable. Um, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, not to make it political. Yeah, not to make it political. I'm, I just feel to go with Suella Braveman, the the new Home Secretary, is already making pretty Patel look good. you got a secretary good. at your house? I've got a couple. Home Secretary? Yeah. Fucking Do you know home. what I mean? Just does me filing and that. Just at the front door answering the, the phone. phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's Hello, she, she again, Jay. household. Yeah. 0161444122. Just broadcast my number to everyone. Have you got a home phone? Yeah. Do you know what? Did I say what happened? No. My missus, I got a phone call from this landline, right? My missus on the phone. So I said to her, I was chatting and that, and I went, whose phone are you on, by the way? Where are you? She went, I'm at home. And I was like, on what phone? She was like, our landline. Right. We'd lived in the house for two years, and I didn't know we had a landline. It was <laughs> it was on top of the washing machine. It speaks volumes, doesn't oh, it? Tells you, like, not You're noticed. a modern man. I know I am. Yeah. I do do washing and that. Yeah, really. Um, but... Yeah, she thought that was hilarious. That I didn't that. even know we had a landline. Picking the phone up. Why won't the washing machine start? <laughs> What's going on here? Just, it just ringing. I can't hear it washing. I'm like, whose house are you at? Hey, who's his number? Do you think I don't know? Put him on now. Put him on now. Shut up. Put him on. She's like, what are you on about, you idiot? It's this our is your phone. own phone. Yeah. Right, Gets so, a grip. So why are you putting your home secretary into the wall of the week? The worst idea in a whole plethora of poor Tory ideas, is be to make cannabis a class A drug. And that's the latest suggestion she's made. It's an idea that, he mad, that Liz Truss has said, no, nah, we're not doing that. Really? That's how bad it is. Even she's gone, nah, forget that. And it's not very often that a prime minister overrules the Home Secretary, especially not a new one. But they're just going, yeah, ignore that nonsense. We, Even, ain't, we ain't doing that. Can you imagine knock, locking up people for having a bit of weed on them? Even in America, which is typically more right-wing, more yeah. conservative than England. They are taking steps under Trump, let alone under Biden, where yeah. uh, states were legalizing marijuana use and legalizing the sale of marijuana and the government, you know, uh, sale. I know it's still federally illegal, but you, it, you can buy it in different states in America. And yet in England, where we're meant to be a little bit more liberal, a bit more left-wing, yeah. we're going, now nah, let's make it class A. 
It's just that's just such a stupid decision. It's like, oh, it's a gateway drug, talking nonsense, um, and thankfully it doesn't look like it's going to happen because I mean, that's the last be honest, thing we need. It looks like becoming a Tory MP is quite the gateway drug to doing shitloads of coke, um, based on some of the yeah. videos, They're interviews, and footage we've seen over the last few years. And so, of, yeah, yeah, if you don't want to get addicted to Class A drugs, don't become a Conservative MP. That would be my uh, my advice. Sage advice, uh, Chris. Chris Doddaloo uh, says, great show as always, lads. By the way, it's Almonia. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Yeah. Almonia. Almonia. Instead of ammonia, yeah, but I like the smell of ammonia. I love the smell of ammonia in the morning. Yeah, me too. Smells like victory. Smells like um, go and check out Joe on the Sloppy Joe's <laughs> podcast. Smells like what? Piss. Disgusting. It Vile. Smells like maggots. Vile little gargoyle. Maggots smell like ammonia. Did you know that? Did it? Yeah, they feed maggots loads of like meat, and they release ammonia. Who? Who? Who's People they? People who sell bait. Bait right. workers. Bait workers bait industry. feed so, maggots meat. Let me tell you how a bait yeah. factory works. Right. So what a, a bait people who sell maggots will do, yeah. they'll go to the supermarkets, yeah. they'll get contracts with supermarkets where they give them or yeah. sell at a very discounted rate their out-of-date meats, yeah. which helps the supermarket because it can lower their uh, cholesterol footprint. Right, sorry. It can also get rid of a job having to deal with all this meat. Yeah. And also it helps the bait factory. The bait factory, factory yeah. Uh, so that. Then they have a fly room. Yeah. Where there's just full of flies. Right, okay. And there's all these maggots. It put the meat in the room. Yeah. Maggots get laid. Yeah. And the, the maggots are on the meat. Yeah. Stinks of ammonia. Yeah. Then you bag up the maggots, sell them to fishing shops. Yeah. See ya. Nice. There you go, you see. In case you're wondering about the, the career of a maggot and if in the baiting industry. The career. The career. The career. I love that. A hey. maggot. Do you know when you get some hey. maggots at a bait, a bait shop, a tackle shop? Yeah. And you open the box. That's yeah. the maggot doing its job. Yeah. That is the career of this maggot. Yeah, the maggot. He's what have you done with your life, man. you maggot? Uh, well, actually, I've got a pretty good job being a bit of bait. A bit of bait, yeah. I mean, you know, eaten by a Worked through the training uh, process and, you know, obviously had the meat and all that. And then yeah. now, you know, I'm being chucked in the canal. The pay's not great, but, you know, I'm still doing it. Nice. Yes, I'm claiming benefits. I've just been eaten by a tench. There you go. All right, go on. Um, nah, you can find him on the Sloppy Joe's uh, podcast. Um, you can find me as well on Scotty and Motty. We've got a patron on Scotty and Motty now. Right? Go and check that out. I've put a link in the description there. So um, go and check that out. Ethan can put a link in for Sloppy Joe's because he's part of the firm there. Um, when did your next Sloppy Joe's video out? Why did you say speaking of maggots with jobs? Before you said no, that? I didn't say any of that. Well, you, you just created that in your head. Yeah? I didn't say speaking of maggots with jobs, Ethan. You just said that. You said that. Yeah? So don't deflect onto me, yeah? New podcast out tomorrow morning. We're also doing a live Tomorrow show. morning? What time? 8 a.m. for the audio, 5 p.m. for the video. Right, okay. So you well, defensive before. Because you went 8 a.m. Like, no, I didn't. I, I literally went, never no, said you, 8 a.m. You said tomorrow I literally morning. Said, I literally said tomorrow though, morning. Yeah. That would be impossible. Yeah, well, 8 o'clock in the morning, so before my news, no. no. You can put it on at 11. 
Right. So it'll be out at 11. I don't care what you Speaking think. Speaking of the jobs, Jay will be back for the news tomorrow morning at 10 So, so racist. <laughs> Honestly, the racism. Speaking about maggots with jobs, Jay. Oh my God. We're going to talk about this off camera. Um, right. Anyway, enough of this nonsense before we cancel ourselves by accident. Uh, go and check out Sloppy Joes. Go and check out Scotty Moy. But most importantly, hit the subscribe button to this channel. We want to get to 700,000 subscribers by the end of the season, just like Cristiano Ronaldo mm. has got to 700 club goals. This has been the Paddock Podcast with Joe Smith and me, Jay Moy. Thanks for watching. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.